we've talked all about what BPD is and even got into a little bit of the work that you can do to start your recovery journey. This week, we are going to talk about BPD defense mechanisms. So you know what BPD is, but do you know what splitting is? I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. So what is splitting and why do people with borderline personality disorder do it? So the concept of splitting is when a person with BPD looks at something as either all good or all bad. So it's that black and white thinking, or you may have even heard it said as absolute thinking, where you look at something and you only see it one way or the other way, and there's no gray area or other possibilities. There's no middle ground. So splitting is a psychological defense mechanism which allows a person with borderline personality disorder to tolerate the difficult and overwhelming emotions they experience. So they'll see someone as either all good or all bad. And that makes it easier for us to manage the emotions that we're feeling in the moment. So on the surface, seems things seem to be contradictory, but to us, it's a way of like managing the intense emotions that we have. So there are actually types of splitting that people with BPD experience. So we have people will be seen as either perfect or evil, or will think something will always go right or never go right, or someone will always be loving or never be loving. So the, those views, they may be held onto permanently, or those views can fluctuate over time where you go back and forth from seeing someone or something as all good or all bad. So why do we split? Well, when a baby enters the world, they experience the things in the world as either all good or all bad. So essentially, when you're born, you see the world as black and white or all or nothing. But as that baby develops psychologically, they begin to understand that the world just isn't all good or all bad. Children, over time, become able to integrate the idea that good and bad can exist in the same object. You might have heard in psychology courses or just in, you know, conversation about autism, this idea of theory of mind. So the understanding that people don't share the same thoughts and feelings as you do develops during childhood, and that is called theory of mind. So if you feel like you struggle with the ability to tune into other people's behaviors and you do this behavior that researchers are now calling splitting, then there's a theory out there that says that perhaps you have an underdeveloped theory of mind because when you're in those states where that person in front of you is either all good or all bad, there's somewhere along the line this assumption that they share the same thoughts, feelings, expectations as you do. And many of times they don't, and that's where that disconnect lay. When I began my journey through BPD, the one thing I didn't want to do was use BPD language 
to define who I was because I was already defined by this emotionally intense disorder. So splitting wasn't something that I was really using in my everyday language. I do see a lot of people talk like that, like they'll say, I'm splitting today. And I just caution you to think twice about it. I know that labels are important because it validates what you have. But I also know that when you have a diagnosis like BPD and you struggle with identity confusion and figuring out who you are, when you start saying things like, I'm splitting today, then you're using that BPD as your identity. And that gives us another excuse to never have to grow and change. So, I mean, it's a little harsh, but... That's my perspective on things. So back to splitting, I never really used that term. So while I was doing the research today on splitting, I thought to myself, man, is that what it is? Was I, did I have an inability to see people as good and bad? I don't really think of it the way that it's defined by researchers. I think of it as I would have... I have a hyperbolic temperament, which I like to refer to a lot, and everything in the environment around me, even my words, were just over the top and intense and hyperbolized. So I would have hyperbolized expectations of my environment, of the people around me, and I would expect at the same time people to read my mind to know what I wanted and when I wanted it without me having to say that like if they love me they should just know right so I thought I knew people were both good and evil I mean I had gone to enough school to be able to integrate the idea but where I fell short is when my hyperbolic expectations weren't met my and or if I wanted them to read my mind and they couldn't so I really fell short there and in that very moment I saw that person as either all good or all bad you know so I think that for me my development of theory of mind fell short there where I could see sometimes in some ways that other people had their own thoughts feelings and perceptions But most of the time, if my needs weren't met or if my perceived needs weren't met, the hyperbolic ones, or if my expectations weren't met, then I would have these moments where that ability to see the other person's perspective would completely go out the window because I didn't care what they wanted. I wanted what I wanted. I was watching this video on YouTube and there it was of a psychologist and she was explaining splitting and she was saying that she had had people with bpd love her one minute and hate her the next minute so much so that they would throw things at her like she's gotten things thrown at her head and she was saying that that's splitting because in one moment they would be she would be the best therapist they ever had and in the next moment they would be throwing things at her (laughs) And, you know, I thought of that and I just thought, like, is that really that person's inability to see that the therapist is both good and bad? Or is it that the expectations that the person has for the therapist or anyone to rescue us, to give us exactly what we want when we want it, to make us comfortable all the time, to give us attention all the time? Are, like, is it all of those things? right? 
So I just had a hard time myself sort of wrapping my mind around that. But I do understand that theory of mind develops over time in a person's life. So I may have had like a half developed theory of mind and maybe, you know, when they talk about splitting, you might be more underdeveloped or maybe you're more advanced than I was. So I had to learn this. I had to learn that other people have their own thoughts, feelings, and perspectives, that I'm not the only one who has feelings and my feelings aren't the only one that matters. Are you tired of feeling frustrated, resentful, or disconnected from your family, friends, and partner? Thrive Mind Body LLC Mindset Coaching and Counseling can help you. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. And receive 10% off your first session pack with coupon code THRIVE10. See you then. So last week we talked about moral compass and what I wanted to do is give you guys a tool that you could use to master splitting or at least to start to bring into your awareness the idea that people around you have their own set of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and that those thoughts, feelings, and beliefs matter. So I just wanted to go over some core moral values and kind of talk about how this relates to everything. So it's interesting when we look at splitting and we look at core values and moral compass. So if I were in a situation where, let's say, you know, I'm just making it up off the top of my head that Jay made me mad and or let's say that he said something that I didn't like or maybe I was tired and I expected him to know that I was tired even though I didn't say anything to him and he didn't know that I was tired and he's a personal trainer so maybe he encouraged me encourages me to work out and he's trying to be supportive of me so then maybe I get angry at him so if we look at that and we think about splitting I'd get really angry and I would believe that he did not have my best interests in mind because how could he ask me to do something when I'm just so tired, right? So if I look at my core values and I say, okay, well, I don't want emotions to rule this decision because emotions are going to cloud my direction. All I'm going to see is anger and I'm going to convince myself that this man does not care because he didn't read my mind, which is ridiculous. So I'm going to take a step back So that's step one, take a step back and go to your core values. I had said last week that one of my core values was forgiveness. The definition of forgiveness I have written down is deciding that someone who has wronged me doesn't have to pay or be punished. So I feel in my own perception that I was wrong because I was tired and he didn't read my mind. So forgiveness will help me see that even if that's true, which is not, but even if it is, I can choose to not make him pay for a mistake that he made or for something that he did. Now, if I also look, because I want to look at all the core values that my emotional intensity and my behavior in that emotional intensity, all the behaviors that the splitting goes against, I'm sorry, are all the core values that the splitting goes against. And one of them is forgiveness. Another one is humility. 
Humility is putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. I want to be a humble person. I think humility is such an honorable characteristic to have. And so like that's something I strive to be. But if I'm, you know, being ragefully angry and splitting and assuming that Jay is all bad because he didn't read my mind to know that I was tired, then I'm not really putting him first. So again, another violation of a core value, something that the real me, the vulnerable Rose, not the BPD Rose values. I can also look at kindness, being friendly, generous, respectful, and considerate of others. I'm not being kind to him by making him assume what my thoughts and my feelings are and not actually verbally communicating with him. That is not kind at all. So another one, a big one, and this is tough, but honesty, speaking the truth and acting truthfully. So I'm not being very honest, am I? If I'm over in the corner, laying down, tired, and let's say he comes over and he's like, okay, it's time to work out. And then I'm just mean and angry the whole time I'm working out because I was tired and I didn't want to. Well, I'm basically like living out these mini lies because instead of just telling him how I felt, being honest, being vulnerable, being transparent, I'm just being mean and it was of my choice originally so I always take a step back go to my core values before I'm making choices because I want to make sure that my choices aren't guided by my emotions the idea or I'm sorry the feeling of splitting is impulsive right it happens in an instant so it's very important that even if you're in a splitting moment you take that step back look at your core values put yourself in the other person's shoes once you see the values that you violated and say am i being fair to this person or am i taking out my own issues on this other person and am i okay with that because once you can see it Once you can see your choice, the choice that you're making to be basically a tyrant, and you keep making that choice, well, I mean, that's on you, right? That's not the BPD. That's not like the inability to recover from BPD. That's not something out of your control. You can absolutely control that. You would have to force yourself to turn your mind, to take that step back, and to recognize you're being illogical instead of giving in to the impulse. It's the same thing. It's the same impulse as someone who gambles or who overeats, right? If you're someone who overeats and you have this huge slice of cake in front of you, but you really have a fitness goal, maybe you want to get into a dress for your cousin's wedding or something, I don't know, you're not going to sit and eat that cake. That's a choice, right? That cake doesn't control you. But we're so quick to say that we can't control something like splitting. So I just urge you to take that step back, look at your core values, see which ones you violate or you're violating and see if you want to be a tyrant. On being a tyrant. Okay, so I mentioned a moment ago that you don't want to be a tyrant. So here's something that is difficult to hear, but also necessary. A lot of the times people with BPD have emotional trauma. Maybe they were neglected by a parent or early childhood caregiver, or maybe you were sexually abused or molested. Um, Something 
tragic could have happened to you. And, you know, we spend our whole lives trying to be validated, trying to get people to love us despite all of the horrible stuff that's happened to us. And we pride ourselves on being people who do anything and everything for other people, right? A lot of my clients tell me that they would do anything for the people around them, and I believe it. But when it gets right down to it, something like splitting is not really in line with that mentality of just being a selfless, selfless, helpful person. So I always say to look at splitting and rage episodes as tyrannical behavior. I do often get pushback and I think, what do you mean I'm being a tyrant? Or people will say like, if my boyfriend isn't listening to me or is ignoring me or not answering my texts, he's the one being mean to me. I'm not the one being mean to him. And that may very well be the case. But the intensity of the BPD emotion, it pushes things over the top and makes us become tyrannical. I mean, think about it. Anytime that your expectations override what someone else is capable of and you push them to be exactly what you want them to be rather than ever really realizing that they can't be that because they're just not capable of being that, you're being tyrannical. Think about a young child who doesn't know how to tie their shoes and you're in front of this child, maybe they're two, three years old, and you have a doctor's appointment you have to get to. So you say to the kid, tie your shoes right now. We have to leave. I'll be right back. And you walk away and you you know start getting other things ready and you come back. And this kid is just standing there and his shoes are not tied. So you just fly off the handle and freak out. And you're like, why didn't you tie your shoes? I told you to tie your shoes. And the kid ends up getting hit maybe or just screamed at because he didn't tie his shoes. But that person, or you, you never taught the kid to tie his shoes. The kid has no idea how to tie his shoes, and now he's just getting screamed at or yelled at because he didn't get his shoes tied in time. But he didn't know how to tie them to begin with. That's tyrannical. We do that a lot. Whenever you expect your loved one to read your mind, and they can't read your mind because it's impossible. I mean, unless there's some sort of telepathy or mind control device (laughs) that I'm not aware of that people with BPD have. Um, You know, other people, our loved ones, they can't read our minds. So expecting someone to read your mind and then attacking them because they didn't read your mind is tyrannical. So if you don't want to be like the people that raised you or the people that caused you great pain in your life, you really have to practice not splitting Practice recognizing that other people have thoughts, feelings, and perceptions, and that some of the stuff you do are just tantrums to get people to do what you want them to do when you want them to do it. You know, that being stuck in a stage of development means that there's a growing up that has to happen in this process. And as hard as it, hard as it is, it's necessary. So this is what I would advise that you do. Right. Take a piece of paper. And write down the names of everyone that you're in a close relationship with right now. And then write down everything you expect of that person. And 
Write it all down. It's just you and that paper. So if you expect them to answer your text message within two seconds, write it down. If you expect them to hang out with you every night and go to bed with you at the same time every night and hold your hand whenever you're watching movies, write it down. In the next column, I want you to write everything that that person is capable of. Are they capable of texting you back in the middle of a work day? Are they working? Are they less affectionate than you? Do they love and do they have a different love language? Do they love through gifts instead of service? What are they capable of? What are they currently doing that is frustrating is even another way to look at it. And then on another piece of paper, I want you to make your ex- expectations match their capability, lower them. Yes, you absolutely should lower your expectations of someone if they're not capable of meeting your demands. Because if you don't, you're being a tyrant. So either choose to leave the relationship with that person or lower your expectations to meet their capabilities so that you can become one step closer to being a good person. Okay, thanks for listening. That was from Borderline and Beautiful, a production of Thrive Mind Body LLC, online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app that you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episodes, and I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. We'll have all those links in the show description. Okay, we made it. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rose Skeeters, and I'll be back next week with another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Talk to you then.